Hi everyone, my name is Myra Godfrey, but I'm better known by my pen name, Jaya Jaya Myra. Super excited to be here and talking with you guys today. It's great to see you. <laughs> so please share with us, how did you start as an entrepreneur? Well, my entrepreneur journey was not fully by my choice, but it ended up to be exactly what I needed. So I decided to go out and be an entrepreneur when I had to make a massive career change. So the very short story behind that is when I was working as a research scientist, I was diagnosed with really debilitating fibromyalgia and I lost my job and everything and I couldn't work for a while. As I was working my way back into the workforce, uh, I needed to start off doing it part-time and on my own schedule and when I could do things like to deal with still getting over issues with chronic pain. It took me about two years to heal myself naturally. So during that time frame, I was still trying to work, trying to make some money, uh, make ends meet, but also I needed to do it really on my own terms. So that motivated me to start my own business and start leveraging the skills that I had. I think a lot of entrepreneurs get hung up because they think, oh, I'm not perfect enough. I'm not ready. It's like, you got to start with wherever you're at. I started when I was sick and can only do things very part-time. And now it's like, I have a full scale business. I have people I, that are employed underneath me and I'm able to spend my time and my energy doing the things that I truly enjoy and know that I can use those skills to make a difference in the world. Wow. What would you say that the moment you started that you said, I'm going to be working on this for myself, even if it's just a few hours to where you are right now, how yeah. long would that, that, that take you? I think it really depends what you put into it because I, I was doing a few things at the same time, like working with my nonprofit organization, working on the front with my business. So it was a trial and error period of figuring out what really works, what didn't, uh, how to go about working with clients. Now people think you're going to be an entrepreneur and you're going to be in control of everything. But the truth is when you're working with clients, you're really working for what the client needs of you. So figuring out what that right balance was for me, that definitely like took some time and that adjusted, especially as I got better, I was capable of doing more work, doing different sorts of work. All of that stuff shifted for me. But just figuring out personally what I wanted when I knew what I wanted, then I was able to put myself out more to more people, to more potential clients and start really ramping up my business to the place that I wanted it to be. What changes you had to make in yourself, like what kind of work, like mindset changes or physical changes or study new skills, what changes you had to make for yourself? Yeah, I think a big thing for entrepreneurs is feeling like you have to be perfect or that you need to be a total expert in something which is not, not true. So being okay with my skill set where it is, like I'm very perfectionistic. If I do something, I'm gonna do a good job for people. I had to really recognize that that was good enough, like that giving my best is good enough because that's all that you can ever do. And we all, we all need to work. We all need to have a job to make money. And so whenever you're leveraging your skills and you're giving your best, that's really what's important. It's not about what you don't know. It's about what you do know and making the best contribution that you can. So I think getting over that mental hurdle was a, a really big shift for me that opened up the ability for new clients to come to me. Like if you have mental or emotional blocks, you won't get the same kind of flow of cash coming to you or clients 
than when you get those things resolved. It's all subconscious communication, but people pick up on these things even if they don't know what it is. So when you resolve these things uh, in your mind and in your emotional state, you're able to just consciously and subconsciously draw those right opportunities to you. Okay, who inspired you or helped you when you were starting out? Uh, no one helped me when I was starting out. I had to like do it all myself. Uh, that was very frustrating, but I did have a spiritual teacher that had told me a long time ago that I should find a way to become my own boss, that I would be most successful doing that. So I think that was always like that ray of hope that someone who I deemed as very wise and knowledgeable about the world and spirituality said that essentially I should become an entrepreneur. And so that motivated me to push through the challenges because we've all got challenges. It's whether you let them stop you or whether you push through them and keep on your trajectory that matters. But as far as the day-to-day -day work and figuring it out, I had to do all that stuff myself. And it was very frustrating and tedious. But even when I tried to go back and maybe work for other companies, I was never happy. I always felt undervalued, like I could be providing so much more. And so I just had to like really make that definitive choice. Do I want to go and like work for a company as an employee when I know I can contribute so much more to the world and like be more in control and make a bigger difference? Or do I want this stability and like consistent paycheck? So at that point, when I really had to decide, I think that fueled me even more to put myself out there and be an entrepreneur. Like, yes, I would rather get my own clients, work for myself, uh, put myself out in the way that I want to and give the best work that I know I can do. Did you ever have to come back and look for a job to keep going? I've looked for jobs at times, like when things have been slow, but it's never worked out for me. The universe has always kept those opportunities away. It's like been this very stark reminder of you need to be doing your own thing. So I think I've been shielded in that way, which is beneficial. You know, but also when you've been doing your own thing for quite a while, like, like I have, uh, companies are more hesitant to hire you because entrepreneurs and consultants have a very different mindset than employees. Employees will take orders and do what they're supposed to. And entrepreneurs tend to be very ambitious and go-getters. And so you're just really looking at problems and the, the world in a very different way. And I think it could actually benefit anyone and it could benefit any company but you're going to be much happier if you just stick like to your lane and keep pushing forward. Cause there's always a way to find a client or to find work and get a stream of income coming your way. I'm glad you said that because people can think that, Oh no, I'm not getting steady income, but you have, you just need to find a way to keep going. Well, Yeah. Or you may not have steady income all the time. It like it, it grows like the more the energy that you put into something, the more it's going to come back to you. So maybe at first you've got one client that's maybe not enough to support you, but that's one client. And as you consistently work with them and you keep putting in momentum, more clients will come your way. Even though like I've run a marketing PR communications consulting agency for over 10 years, I've never had to market myself or my business. Everything comes to me typically from referrals from people I've already worked with. I think that I think like that that is a good way to go. Now, yes, you should put yourself out there and promote yourself, but the more that you are giving into something, the more that you're going to get in return from that. It just takes time to build up momentum. So like one of the mistakes I see entrepreneurs make all the time is go quit their full-time job and then try to launch their business. It's like, no, you got to do these things simultaneously because as an entrepreneur, you're going to be putting in a ton of time anyway. So put the time into it now 
cultivate a client or two on the side and let it grow authentically and organically to where then you can feel comfortable letting go of that job because you've already put energy into your new endeavor and you're bringing money back in in the, in the process. There, there's nothing to kill your dreams, like forcing yourself to live your dream all of the time and to feel like you have to monetize it immediately because that's just not the way that the universe works. The universe has its own time frame on everything and we have to be ambitious and push, but you also can't like push the river. You need to go with the time frame and the flow and give yourself time, give your mind time to acclimate to this new situation and circumstance. So be ambitious, put yourself out there, work hard. My advice is don't quit your day job until you have a little bit of stability under your feet already. I agree. Uh, what challenges do you remember the most that you face? What challenges? Mm. It's always hard bringing on a new client because then you have to really get to know them backwards and forwards and inside and out. So you have to put uh, a lot of upfront time and investment into new people that you're working with. And that can seem like very intense, especially if you don't know if you're going to keep that client on for a long term, but like to truly give your best that that is what you have to do. So sometimes that can feel a little bit overwhelming. Like for example, one of my clients was a, a construction company that deals in pavement and concrete. So like repaving roads, construction, something I know nothing about. I had to learn their business inside and out and backwards and forwards. So now, even though I haven't worked with them for a long time, I could tell you anything you need to know about like managing your pavement, which may seem really strange for like a best-selling author and entrepreneur in the wellness space. But that's really what it takes to be successful is that you have to be a master at what you do well and you have to become a master of someone else's brand and message as well if you're working with them in that sort of capacity. So being aware of what you need to do to succeed with however you're launching your business, does that mean you really need to know your clients? You really need to think the way that they think? Uh, does it mean that you have to have really good interpersonal skills and be able to motivate people to succeed? Like if you're a coach or someone that's like trying to change someone's mindset and habits, you have to like do all the stuff in yourself first. So this is like what's really important to know for people. I know so many coaches that are, are like trying to make a full-time income from their business. But when you don't live it yourself first, people are gonna see that. And then it's gonna be very difficult to succeed. Like they need to really look at you as a beacon of light and inspiration, no matter what your business is. Because think about it, no matter what your business is, you're trying to sell someone the dream. So you have to emulate that dream yourself for those people to come to you and have confidence in your message. Totally agreed. You have to be living your dream. Um, what is the boldest move you remember you had to make in order to, you know, succeed? Sometimes you have to drop your rates. You have to do things that you don't want to do. Uh, the way that I have tried to run my business is a little bit different than most people. Most people say you can command whatever rate you want to because this is about you and you can find people who are going to pay it. I don't believe that. I look at it from the perspective of I'm here to serve, which means your circumstances and situations are just as important as my circumstances and situations and expertise. So while I may be a perfect fit for your business and I can do what you need me to do, say you're a solopreneur just starting out, you don't have venture capital funding, you're not going to have the same budget as a company that does. So I can't price my services to you the same as I could price them 
to a startup who's just got, who has just received a hundred million dollars in funding, right? So one of the mistakes I see people make is to try to have a standard pricing model and that really just does not work. Uh, whether an entrepreneur tells you or not a successful one, they're always gonna have some kind of a flexible pricing plan or be willing to negotiate with people based on their individual circumstances and situation. So be flexible, don't be so rigid and locked into one price point on something because you're, you're gonna grow anyway. You're gonna figure out what works and doesn't work and things are gonna change over time anyway. My theory is help as many people as you can through your business and then more opportunities are gonna come your way. Even if that means you take a lower price point for something, those people may refer other people to you. So don't be hesitant to lower your asking price in order to get a good client and a good testimonial and good referrals. That's a great advice. I mean, it's not just trying to force it with one person, just putting it out there, it comes back to you. No, absolutely. And that's the way people are gonna see you. They're gonna see you as the solution provider that you can find a way to work for them under any circumstance. And the more agile you can be, the more successful you're gonna be in the long run. I mean, think about everyone that's been impacted now by COVID-19. Some people don't have the budgets that they used to. Some people have more budget because they're willing to invest more into making it work. You've just got to go with the flow of the times. Uh, I've seen some people, like I've been wildly busy during this time. I've seen other people who their clients have completely fallen away and they don't know what to do. And I, I really think it, it comes down to your mentality about what you have to offer and what you can provide and how compassionate you're able to be with the people uh, that you're helping and that come to you. So it all makes a difference in the long run. You really have to think about your karma as you think about your business because money and karma definitely go hand in hand. You mentioned something interesting. A lot of people, they dropped during this time, but what do you think really helps people get up and be motivated during challenging times? <sighs> Uh, consistency and discipline and structured routines because the mind craves consistency in order to feel happy and stable so something that you can do maybe like for me it's waking up and having my tea every morning going for a walk every morning going for a walk every evening having these periods throughout the day to where I have consistent routines that is very helpful for the mind because the mind is used to that so whenever you're kind of thrown into a situation when nothing is consistent or stable anymore, the natural response of the body and your physiology is to go towards a state of depression and uncertainty. So anything that you can do, even anything small, to do something consistent each and every day is automatically gonna help you to boost your mental health and your mindset. Also, be careful of the type of foods that you're eating. You can eat foods that are going to boost your mood naturally due to neurotransmitter production. You can see the biochemists and immunologists coming out right now from my, my background here. So eat foods that stimulate like dopamine and serotonin and norepinephrine in the body. All these things are your happy hormones that boost your motivation and your energy and help you to relax and be happy. Things like chocolate, cacao, bananas, uh, omegas, omega fatty acids, which you find in like salmon, flax, and chia. These are all like great sources to boost your mood naturally and tea, tea as well. Tea also has theanine, which helps to relax you and calm you down and make you a little bit more happy. So small choices can make huge lasting impacts onto your mindset and just onto your day-to-day -day life in general. So never underestimate the small stuff, get some consistency in your routine, eat some mood boosting foods, get a little bit of exercise, even if it's just a walk. 
all of this stuff is going to support you more than you could possibly believe it would. Do you believe affirmations help for people to stay on track? I do. I believe affirmations help with the caveat that you have to believe the affirmation. If you don't believe what you're saying, it's actually going to, it's going to be more of a backlash for you than a benefit. So if you say something like, I'm going to make $2 million this year, but you don't really believe it, you're actually pushing that opportunity away from you energetically as opposed to drawing it to you. So the secret with an affirmation is that you really need to believe what you're saying. When you believe what you're saying or you believe that it's a possibility for you, then yes, it does help to bring that to you more quickly. But if you don't believe it, you're actually going to push the opportunity away. So you have to be introspective enough to know what do I truly believe and am I just trying to game the system? You cannot just go out and say anything that you want to. You actually have to feel it in your heart. It's not a mind thing. Affirmations are a heart thing. It's connecting you with this energy. They say that the heart energy can go all the way around the world multiple times, but like the mental energy can like go a few feet. So you got to connect with what's truly in your heart to make your affirmations work. I agree with that too. There's some affirmations that I said, I was like, they they don't last in my. (laughs) Yeah. And if you don't feel it, you're actually pushing that opportunity further away. So say that you want it down the road. You already don't believe it's going to come to you. That's worked its way down into your subconscious and unconscious. And then that's a lot of clearing that you have to do to get rid of that limiting belief. And some people don't have the capacity to do that. We don't know when we clear our unconscious or our subconscious. The only way we know is when situations and circumstances magically change around us. You may think you've cleared something, but there's no way to mentally know. What makes it worth it for you now to be an entrepreneur? Really just because I know that I'm making a difference in the world and I'm able to do what it is that I want to do. Like I, I want to be a best-selling author, which I am. I want to be a motivational and keynote speaker, which I am. So it gives me the ability to have full control over living my life in the way that I want to live it. That way, my dreams, I'm living them now. I'm not pushing them off into the future. Like, oh, I want this. This is a dream. A lot of times, people distance themselves from their dreams because they don't know what it'll be like if it really comes to them. So I think that that's the difference there, that I want to live the dream. I don't want to just keep pushing it off to some point in the future. So being an entrepreneur, it's really about grabbing those opportunities and living and experiencing it. So you need to be a very experiential person. Uh, Having experiences has to motivate you. Uh, If those things don't motivate you, it's going to be very difficult to be successful in the long run. Because it's not just about like reaching that end goal. It's about everything that's happening right here in the process of it. And the process brings you joy, not the end result. What are you most proud of your achievements? Uh, I'm proud of a lot of things. I'm proud that my book is a best-selling book. I'm proud that I've given a TEDx talk. Uh, I'm super proud that I've been a regular national TV contributor. I had a regular segment on Harry Connick Jr.'s daytime show. That's probably been one of the most fun things for me too. Daytime talk talk shows are super fun. It really solidified for me the ambition to do TV in the longer term. And like one of my goals is to land my own nationally or internationally syndicated TV show to where I can motivate and uplift and inspire people. So yeah, when you have these wonderful experiences, they change you. They change your dreams and your ambitions and they help to set you on your future trajectory.
I was going to say, since you started with you getting sick with microbiology, right? Are you still involved helping people that are dealing with that? I do help some people, but honestly, it depends if the people want help or not. Uh, I never owned that label. You know how a lot of people, they're like, my disease, my fibro, my cancer. Like, I never did that. I kept it as far away from me as I could mentally, psychologically. So it's very difficult to work with people who have taken ownership of their disease. Because if, if, if you feel that it's a part of you, how are you ever going to separate it from you? And really, 90% of healing comes down to mindset and frame of mind. You have to have the mind locked into the notion that you can be well and that health is a choice. It's not something that just happens to you. Illness doesn't just befall you. Uh, health is a choice. Now, maybe sometimes that's not true. You know, you get exposed to chemicals things that cause mutations, certain types of cancers, but 90% of it or more is it's really about your mindset, your immunity, which relates to your purpose, your happiness. All of the stuff has been shown to impact immunity and hormones and all sorts of things happening in the body. So I say health truly is a choice. And if a person wants to be healthy, they're going to find a way to get healthy and find the people to guide them. And if they don't, they are going to stay in a place of being sick. And it's just hard to talk with people who are in a very negative frame of mind about an illness because they don't want to hear that it's a choice. Especially if they're holding into, like that's what, who yeah, they are it, right now. The victim mentality doesn't go over well when you're trying to be an entrepreneur or be a healer or be healthy. You have to push past all obstacles. So you have to believe that it's possible, not that the universe has given you something you can't handle. So if someone is in that frame of mind, the victim mentality, I can't really work with them and help them. If someone comes and they really are motivated to succeed, I can definitely help them get wherever they want. It's funny you mentioned the victim mentality is something that everybody has to work as an entrepreneur because otherwise yes, you don't feel that emotional intelligence in order to build relationships. That's very true. And relationship is the name of the game in being an entrepreneur. And it's one of those things that took me way too long to learn. I thought that my skill and my competency was enough to make me an entrepreneur, but it comes down to your relationships at the end of the day and how you treat people. And if you like, you build a rapport with them on an emotional level, that is more important than your skill or your competency. And that took me such a long time to wrap my mind around and accept. And had I got that earlier on, I would have been much more successful much earlier. Well, your timing was set, so. <laughs> yes, timing is set in a way, but you know, when you look back on things like that, that hindsight, it's like, if I could go and whisper something to myself in the past, it would be, look, you need to really build personal relationships because that has more to do with business than you could possibly imagine. They're not going to hire you because you're the best. They're going to hire you because they feel an emotional connection to you. And you've got some sort of charisma that is drawing someone to you. Do you feel like that would be like one of the most costly mistakes entrepreneurs make? Or is there another it, one? No, it very well. Two most costly mistakes is not, yeah, not building those relationships, which I call inauthentic networking. You know, we go to networking events and you meet people that's very inauthentic. Most people never follow up with you anyway. And even if they do, they have no real intention of doing business. Uh, just build interpersonal relationships with everyone that you meet. That's the best thing that you can do. See how you can be of service to people 
as opposed to try and selling whatever it is you have in your mind, listen to what their needs are because that's going to inform you about what people truly need versus what you think they need. You can usually find a way to work with someone when you know what it is they truly need. But I think the most costly mistake is quitting your full-time job when you have no income coming in. Uh, now, if, it, if you're like me and you had no income coming in for other circumstances, that's different. But if you quit your job because you're sick of it and you're no longer able to deal with it and you want to do something else, that is not the right frame of mind for being an entrepreneur because an entrepreneur has to push past their resistance and difficulties. So if you're not able to do that with your full-time job that's already paying you and giving you a substantial reward, what makes you think that you're going to be able to do that as an entrepreneur when obstacles come your way and you don't get the things you want or you're not able to sell your services? Uh, that, that I think is like the biggest detrimental thing that entrepreneurs do like the biggest mistake is like i don't want to do this so i'm not going to do it you've got to do things you don't want to do as an entrepreneur and that doesn't matter you're working for someone else you're working for yourself you're always going to have to do some things that you don't like to do i'm glad you bring this up because everybody thinks that it's very la la wonderful the moment you go on your own no, it is not because you have to figure out things and processes and solutions as a CEO of a company. But I mean, now if you get venture funding and you can bring in other people to manage all these other aspects, that's a little bit different. But when you're trying to get things going on your own, you got to know about branding and marketing. You got to know about advertising. You have to know about operations management. You have to know how you're going to track your employees or your contractors time. You have to know how to do payroll. How are you going to pay them? Are you going to get an accountant? How are you going to streamline all of the tactical day-to-day -day processes to make your business work. So a lot of people, they, they think this big dream and vision, but they don't think about the day-to-day -day logistics and operations. And it's that day-to-day -day logistics and operations that you need to really get down in order to be able to scale your business. Otherwise, you are not gonna be able to come to scale and make a meaningful, profitable income. Yeah, you're right. Um, did you imagine you would get this far when you first started? Yeah, absolutely. And I know I'm going to go a lot farther. Like I know eventually I will have that TV show that I want. And I've like, I mean, I'm very spiritual and very intuitive. Like I've seen myself not just talking to groups of people and giving speaking engagements, but talking to stadiums full of people. So this is not something based on what I wanted to see. It's just what I see in my own consciousness when I look towards my future. So I truly believe that I have come so far but I'm going to go so much farther before I die and leave this body. And for me, that makes it meaningful to stay on this journey so I can keep expanding this message and keep helping people to be more successful in their lives. One thing most entrepreneurs and even everywhere, they say that if you want to be an entrepreneur, you should meditate. What are your thoughts on this and why? Oh my gosh, meditation was 85 to 90% of how I healed from fibromyalgia, so I completely agree. I think that meditation will do whatever you want it to do. So if you want it to facilitate health and healing, it will do that. If you want to use it to facilitate being more calm and intuitive and peaceful, it will do that. It can help make you more responsive and less reactive. There's nothing worse than an entrepreneur who uh, you know, is angry or who is quick to judgment, that that's not good for building a team and it's not good for client work either. So you need to have the ability to listen, to show compassion, to like take that step back and meditation and mindfulness help you to be able to do that. 
I don't think it's possible to get rid of reactivity without meditation. Otherwise, it's very cutthroat, competitive, and negative, and yeah, it brings all this negative. Yeah. And you got to think about why are you in business to begin with? It's not just about money. It's because you feel that you have something to offer. So if you want to make your business holistic to your life and say run a benefit corporation or a company with a triple bottom line to where you're impacting environmental sustainability, you're helping people, uh, you're helping yourself. The, the more that you want to do with your business, the more mindful you have to be with it. If it's just about making money, yeah, go out and be cutthroat. You're not going to be treating people right. If you really want to make the world a better place, you have to bring like a mindfulness perspective to it to be successful. How do you want people to know you moving forward? How do I want people to know me? I guess that's very difficult, but I want to be seen uh, like as a mind-body wellness expert. You know, the, the person who motivates and uplifts and inspires people and shows them how truly simple it is to make huge changes in life through small, simple things. People think that like making big changes, you got to do big things, but that's not true. You have to do small things consistently. It's the little things that can build something big. It's the little changes that you make and that you stay consistent with that change your mindset and help to rewire neural connections in the brain. And building lasting, sustainable habits comes from doing these good things consistently. So whenever you're able to wake up and have that morning cup of tea or wake up and spend 15 minutes meditating, that stuff is going to have such a profound impact on your health, on your well-being, on your relationships, on how you relate to others, which is going to impact your business. So there is nothing that the small things cannot help you to accomplish. I love it. Um, who inspires you? I have had a variety of different spiritual teachers and a couple of gurus that I have studied with. So I've had this uncanny ability to spend time with numerous enlightened masters. And that has been so inspirational for me just to see how these people live and how they function and how they relate to the world and how they're able to make change. So the thing that inspires me is seeing one person who has been able to make such tremendous positive change. And like when you see these enlightened spiritual figures, they, they, they just emanate compassion and truth. I think the thing that really changed me early in my trajectory was understanding that I can live a life that is completely in alignment with my integrity, my beliefs, with truthfulness, with consciousness, and be super successful doing that. Because normally you think that the people that are getting ahead are the ones that are cutting corners and doing things that they shouldn't be, but that's not true. I was able to like look to these spiritual masters and see you can be fully in alignment with who you are and goodness and consciousness and be super successful even in the world and making change and doing philanthropic work. So all of this has been very important to me, which is why I also run a 501c3 nonprofit in addition to my company. So making a difference, making an impact on people's lives, that's really what matters to me. And I know that I could never do that if I wasn't an entrepreneur. I couldn't do that if I was in a nine to five working for someone else, not the way that I want to do it. I think you're already offering this to the world. I'm definitely trying to, and I think that it'll just ramp up and get more intensity as time goes by. 
but yeah, I do everything I can on a day-to-day -day basis to help people. And I just look at those little things. What can I do? Maybe it's a simple smile. Maybe it's how I'm teaching someone a specific skill. There's always something that you can do in each and every situation you find yourself in. Like today, I found myself training a new employee. So I had to think about how am I speaking? What is my tone conveying to this person? Am I showing patience? Am I teaching them everything that they need to know? Or am I trying to see like what they already know? And it, you know, depending on what I'm trying to do, how is this impacting their consciousness, their mindset, their viewpoint? So you've got to look at every single situation and see how you can make the best positive impact. But if you're mindful about it and you think about it, you're going to realize quickly that everything you do, you can make a positive change in someone, someone's life or in some situation that you find yourself in. There is nothing you cannot make better. And I think that that's motivational and that makes me want to wake up every single day. I love it. Is there anything else you want to share? Well, being an entrepreneur is not easy, but it's worth it. If you really feel that it's your calling, you need to keep pushing forward no matter what that means. Even if that means maybe you've got a regular part-time job that you do and you're doing your own stuff part-time, it doesn't matter. Just start, just keep doing it, keep moving forward, and you will be more and more successful. Cultivate these small, simple habits every day. That's going to propel you forward. And ultimately, the only thing that can stop you is you. It's not circumstances, it's not situations, it all comes down to you and your mindset and your motivation. So you are your only limiting factor. Yeah, the moment we say yes, the moment we say no, that's what will happen. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we hear that all the time and we think of it as being motivational speak, but if you can really integrate it deeply and feel it and think about it, you are your only limiting factor because you're gonna get obstacles if you're an entrepreneur, everyone does but the entrepreneur keeps pushing through them. So that's the question. Do you keep pushing through your obstacles and finding solutions or do you let them stop you and prevent you from fulfilling your dreams? And that is really all about you and the amount of work and energy that you're willing to put into something. I've known people who've had to ask 30, 40, 50 times to get that yes. Maybe they'll go to the same person 50 times. Think about that before they get that yes that they want. Maybe it's an endorsement for their book, or maybe you know, it's something else. But what, whatever it is, you have to be willing to be persistent. You've got to like go with the flow of the no's and be persistent about getting the yeses that you want. Love it. I don't have any more questions. We cover all of them. <laughs> awesome. I hope this is inspiring to people and that they understand that not an easy path at all, but you've got to keep pushing forward. That's the most important thing. There's no right. There's no wrong. You don't need to make a million dollars in your first year. Don't compare yourself to other people. That's the biggest way to feel like a failure because you cannot compare yourself to them. Their dreams are not your dreams. Their dharma is not your dharma. You don't have the same purpose. Just keep pushing forward and be authentic to yourself. Do what's meaningful to you. Thank you, Mara. This was awesome. I love it. I can't wait to Thank share you. it. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's wonderful to be here. Do you like it? <laughs> I do. I do. I love being able to share my insight and I hope that it helps other people to succeed in their journey. Especially there was a lot of like messages that they were so, so empowering to entrepreneurs. And I feel like even for women too, because we, 
we tend to yeah. feel like we Absolutely. don't deserve as much. So no, that's very true because we want to take care of everyone. And then guys typically want to take care of themselves. So like we're a little bit at a disadvantage with that because we're trying to be holistic, but it's not a disadvantage. You can actually position it to make you more successful. Yeah, it's, it's getting to know ourselves. Yeah. <laughs>